Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. specifically about two of the candles. Now, um, you heard last week possibly that Reba was talking about the Advent candles and how um, when she had the the candles in her home back when she was a kid, she really didn't understand maybe what each candle represented. And as we're studying through Advent and kind of hoping to be with that anticipation as we're leading up to the Christmas uh, holidays, we wanted to talk specifically about two candles, and I think they're fascinating. Um, I love lighting a candle and taking a moment, and it's not generally done uh, in my church. And so I just, I like um, just taking a time and thinking about these specific words. So today we're going to be talking about the candle of hope and the candle of joy. And um, I was really excited just as I've studied, this is, the Advent is, is very new to me. Um, and maybe, is it, maybe it's new to a lot of you out there as well. And um, the candle of hope is also considered the prophecy candle. And I think that is just so exciting to think about what when we celebrate Christmas the anticipation we're anticipating um a prophecy we're anticipating something that God had promised years and years back and so I think it's exciting to just kind of jump in and talk about this a little bit talk about hope yeah you know I love this because um you know like you said Allie I didn't grow up you know I grew up with the candles in my house but I didn't know what they were um and you know, didn't grow up really talking a lot or using the words Advent. But I think, I think it'll be so powerful for us if we don't, don't, you know, we don't get into something and make it denominational. But instead, we realize that these words are really the words that we all think of when we think of the coming of Jesus. And so, I mean, he is called the hope of the world, right? And we celebrate that in such big ways. So I'm excited today to look at hope and look at joy a little bit because when we think about, um, when we take it all the way back to the garden and we think of the, the desperation that Adam and Eve were in after they had sinned and really broken the world, you know, and they had broken uh, everything around them. Now there was these curses that were hanging on the world and life was drastically different for, you know, I can only imagine what it was like to be three days before living in a garden and everything was going wonderfully and everything is a perfect environment. And then the next three days later, you're trying to figure out how to get through life mm-hmm. in a completely different way because of sin. And so from that moment on, there was a desperate hope that we all needed you know they needed hope they needed to not just to believe and hope like you know we use this word a lot like oh boy I really hope it all works out but that's not what they needed they didn't need a a hope it all works out what they needed was that this is a guarantee this promise is a guarantee and so when we use this word hope today we want to make sure that you understand if you're listening that this is word. this word is not just one of those oh, well, we hope that what we believe is true, or we hope that it's all going to work out in the end, but that we know that it is because it is something completely different for us as, uh, as we look at this word hope. And that gives us great, really follows the next, it gives us great joy. Next word, right? Yeah. 
And it's something that, um, like you said, and I, and I think you said it maybe before we, we hopped on here, that hope and faith are kind of um, got, go together. Uh, you yeah. see them a lot interchangeably, like in Hebrews 11. Um, uh, and, and then also I have this, that, that Romans 5, 5, and 6, I think it's a beautiful passage. I love Romans 5, 8. But yes. if you move further up a little bit, Romans 5, 5, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And then verse six, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. And that hope, sometimes when you, um, when you think about hope, it's, it's not something, that expectation, that willful expectation of saying, you know, no, I'm putting my faith in something. It's nothing, it's not something to be ashamed of. That uh, resting in a promise that's, that's way bigger than me and something that I don't, I don't even deserve. Um, I think, like you said, that hope should give us joy as well. Yeah, you know, the writer of Hebrews calls Jesus the anchor of hope. Um, You know, Hosea calls him the door of hope. Uh, And then Paul refers to the God of hope and Jesus as the blessed hope in in different passages that he uses. And then, of course, all the prophets declare the Lord as the hope of his people. And so as we think about Christmas and we think about the Jesus coming the first time, he, you know, his birth and his life and ultimately his death on the cross was the hope for the world. And by faith, we believe, you know, these people in the Old Testament, they believed in it in what they couldn't see. That's the first coming, right? So they believed that a Messiah would come. Um, and then we get to this moment where Mary uh, is and Joseph are are greeted by an angel, and and what are they told? Don't be afraid, uh, because this is this is what you've all hoped for. This is what you have all the, everything in your past. Every all of your forefathers have said it. This moment was coming, and now it's here. And I can only imagine what was going on in the heart of Mary, <laughs> uh, you know, as she suddenly realizes that the hope of the world is she's going to bring that hope into the world. And that's going to be that's going to be the Messiah. That's going to be Jesus. And she's the one who's going to be get to be the mother of the Christ child. And I think that's I think it's exciting to think about, because when I saw when I saw the candle of hope also being known as the prophecy candle i think sometimes we forget that there there were um there were people just generations of generations that had heard the prophecies and had heard all of these promises of god and had continued to believe and hope and a lot of them lost their way they lost hope they 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 lost their they lost faith um in those promises but there were there were some like uh, simeon and anna and uh, in the bible in the in the christ story uh, the birth story and and obviously Mary and Joseph, you know, um, and and like you said, Elizabeth and Zechariah, just like wow, okay, it's here. Like we've we've heard about it for hundreds of years, you know, generations, and um, and so now they're 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 seeing it, and and how sad it is to lose hope, um, and 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 not have anything like like you said, not have anything to look forward to, and um, so I think it's exciting this expectation that we have. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think Zachariah kind of makes it a little, he makes it um, really super practical for me as well as for, I think for a lot of people, because Zachariah was a priest. Okay. And so Zachariah is the guy of all people in the planet who should have 
um, you know, uh, kept kept his faith and believed. And yet there was these moments where he doubted himself. He wavered a little himself. And I think that all of us, um, as we look, celebrate the birth of Christ and look to the second coming of Christ, which is what we talked about last podcast. Um, so for us, we're celebrating his first coming and anticipating his second coming as we're there. Man, have we ever needed hope, Allie? I mean, not not just good night. We hope this all works out. But, you know, right now, I think what this world needs is something that's bigger than I hope the right guy gets in the office of president or I hope the country figures out what they're doing or I hope the world solves some of their biggest problems. And all of those are are literal realities that we live in as we look around us with all kinds of atrocities happening worldwide. But the bigger picture is none of those solutions are going to bring us the kind of hope that we're talking about right now in what Jesus provides. Right. And yeah, and I just think, you know, that we're sometimes we 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 put our our we I'm going to use this word like we use it. We put our hope in so many other things. Sometimes it's people, sometimes it's circumstances, a job, a a new house, uh, you know, a a, a different, a child, maybe uh, a law, you know, uh, maybe we we just, we say, oh boy, if I, if I just this, if this will just happen, then everything will be better. And then it all happens, um, you know, and it's like, it wears off. And then we're like, wait a minute, that didn't, that didn't fill that hole that I've got in my heart. That didn't solve it for me. Um, there has to be something more. And I'm so glad there is something more and it's all tied into this concept of, of hope. So, you know, if you're listening today, maybe, and you're really struggling in this area of your life, uh, finding something really to anchor your heart and your soul in, well, I want to encourage you to spend some time just maybe reading through the Bible a little bit and getting to know Jesus a little bit and reconnecting to this Christmas story. And seeking out those promises. I mean, you don't have to look far to find the word hope or faith in the Bible, but even finding a promise that for you, like well, my favorite Bible verse is Philippians 1, 6, for he who has begun to do good work in you will perform it. And so my hope, which is my faith and which is my expectation Mm -hmm. um, and secure assurance that he is going to fulfill that promise. So like Reba said, look in the Bible and find a promise that he has given us and just claim that it doesn't have to be a Christmas promise. It doesn't have to be, you know, Christmassy or Adventally or, or (laughs) I think you just made up a word. (laughs) I I point anywhere. Um, but, but just find a promise that you can say, okay, my hope is in this promise that he's going to, you know, whatever he starts and whatever he started in me, he's still working on it. And, and so that's mine personally, but find one of those promises in the Bible and, uh, and, and just get excited about something and, and start really believing in it. Yeah, because we know that, you know, one of my favorite uh, pictures of Christ is that anchor of hope. That is given in Hebrews because we know that that picture, that anchor, you know, a ship in the ocean with the anchor connected down to the bottom of the ocean floor, giving that boat room to maneuver, but yet not to be lost. Right. And and I think that you know that's where we're at. I think so many of us right now we need something to anchor us steady. We need something in our lives that we can always know will be faithful and true. And we can count on in the storms of life and in the different things as it changes, it's going to hold us sure and steady. And uh, boy, that's so who Jesus is, mm-hmm. in, you know, in our lives. 
And then beyond that, I think when we when we settle our and, and we put our hope in Christ and we've settled that, then there is a joy that comes, right? I mean, it just follows one decision really follows the other. So I think it's cool that that this second candle that follows the hope is joy. Yeah. And um and if you think about when the when the shepherds uh, met or the shepherds saw the angels, the candle of joy is actually known also as um I'm I'm just learning so much about Advent. I think it's fascinating. Um, you guys just need to look it up because it's very interesting. Yeah. The candle of joy is also the shepherd's candle. Yeah. And if you remember in Luke 2, and it's a very, very well-known passage, but when um, that angel, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And the angel said, fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy. Mm-hmm. And then he starts telling them about, um, about, uh, the about Christ and and again it's why is it great joy it's because it's what you have hoped for for so long yeah. and so but I think it's just interesting that it's the the shepherds the, the shepherds candle because as they're going and he said they'll go and so they go and they're hopping and they're leaping and they're glorifying and praising God and that's just so joyful you can think you can think about all of these shepherds just kind of running through the streets you know um with joy I think it's exciting uh, you know, yeah, and the shepherds weren't exactly the most prestigious group in in Israel at this time, and so you know, the the angels didn't come to the to the you know to the most famous in the country. They didn't necessarily come to the people. They come to these, you know, these these probably rough looking dudes hanging out on the side of a hill with you know um, maybe they haven't had a bath in a couple of days. Who knows? You know, and they're hanging out with sheep. And this is their job. And suddenly a host of angels begins to sing. And I can only imagine what it must have been like in that moment, sitting out there thinking you're about the only one awake. Uh, And all of a sudden angels appear and start singing. And, you know, what, like you said, you read it, what they're saying, look, joy to the world, you know, the Lord has come. And that is the most probably one of the most popular Christmas songs we sing during this time is joy to the world. You know, a lot of people know that song and we sing it, but why, what does it mean? You know, it is literally that Jesus is that joy. Um, And I find it so interesting that, that this is the beginning of his life. We're talking about today on, on his first day of arrival, angels are singing joy to the world. And on one of his last days, on on the earth right before the cross he looks at his disciples and says look if you'll if you'll abide with me then my joy is going to be in you and your joy is going to overflow and so it's such a full promise that yes Jesus is joy but he gives us joy and then our joy overflows because of who he is um and that is exactly what what we celebrate yeah and we we've talked about joy um we, we spent some time early in an earlier podcast talking specifically about joy, that joy is not, um, it's not determined by our circumstances. Right. It, it's not, um, it shouldn't be. Um, our joy is not um, shaken by things that are, that are happening around us. And it is, it is a fruit of, it is a fruit of the spirit, part of the fruit of the spirit. And um, when sometimes we think about, Oh, I just don't have joy. We actually you do. Um, you're just not, you know, you're just not in tune with, with, uh, with, uh, and allowing that to flow freely, um, by abiding, like, like Reba said. And, um, and, and sometimes we just, we lose sight of what we're hoping for to use the other word, but, 
we, we get distracted by the circumstances. And it's interesting because those, the, the shepherds could have really just been distracted by, uh, it's just, they just had an ugly, dirty job and, uh, for anybody not to have joy. Um, you know, and, and so many times we get distracted or um, just bogged down by our circumstances and, and so much more today in this season and this time um, oh, where we're, that we're living in, we could get distracted by what's happening around us, except for we still have joy in our hearts. We've just maybe covered it up with our, with our own selfishness or our own emotions. Oh, and, yeah. So. I think that's so good, Ellie, because I think especially even at this time of year at Christmas time, you know, a lot of times joy, it should be a time of great joy, but, but not because of the presents. Yeah. Okay. Now, when I was a kid, the biggest joy of Christmas was the presents. I mean, I have to admit, okay. I mean, you know, right. Um, I mean, we talked about Jesus and the babe in the manger, but come on, let's get to Christmas because that was just my idea of the joy was the gifts and the presents that were going to be open, you know, but as we grow older and we understand that those presents you know, sometimes within four days after Christmas, they're broken. Uh, you know, they break. Sometimes on Christmas Day, they break. Uh, you know, uh, they're no longer as cool as we thought they were. Um, and, you know, we think about all of the, the, the things that, that now define Christmas for so many people. Uh, maybe it's the food. Maybe it's the family. Maybe it's the, you know, the connections. But really, all of that is should just be a celebration of what's already happening in our lives. Yeah. I give a gift, not because I want to give a person joy, but I give a gift because Jesus was joy and he was the ultimate gift. You know, and I think it's so important for us to get our mind straight during this time of year, or we just blow through the season overwhelmed, stressed, and just trying to make it through Christmas as if that should be a drudgery. And I think if we feel that way, maybe we've missed, you know, not to be cliche, but maybe we really have missed the whole reason for the season. Right. And I think that's why it's so important um, to take a minute or not take, not a minute, take a month to mm -hmm. prepare your heart. Not just, I mean, my husband for the past two weeks is like, when are we going to put the Christmas tree up? When we get, and he never wants to put the Christmas tree up early, but this year, I think a lot of people just want, let's just start celebrating now. Yeah. But if we celebrate and we, if we try to just do things just to make ourselves happy, but we don't pause. And, and that's why, and that, again, that's why when you come back to the candle, you're making an intentional decision to stop for a minute. And I'm, I'm going to think about the words joy, hope. Peace. I'm going to take a time every week to study through these passages of scripture because I want my heart to be prepared for what I already, like you said, what I already have, but to be reminded. And, and just like, just like uh, the Lord's Supper or uh, communion and this do in remembrance of me. And this, this, this is another thing that needs to be done, needs to be um, carefully just our hearts prepared for um, not just the Christmas season, but also understanding what it truly is about. And then thinking about the new year, I want to, I want to enter the new year, mm -hmm. having prepared my heart for what he's going to do, thinking of hope and prophecy and joy and preparing my heart to, ser to serve others in those, in those aspects. Yeah. I, I love that because I do think it's just intentionality. And that's what we said in the first one. And, and that's really the reason we did this is we were talking about doing, doing kind of walking through these, uh, these Advent 
words and talking about just kind of uh, anticipation, thinking back to our first one, we said, look, Advent means nothing more than an anticipation of the coming of Christ. That's all it means. And so we anticipate that coming. And now we do that in celebration. Um, And I I do think, I, I so agree. I think it's so important that all of us Take the time to be intentional every week as we as we find ourselves getting closer so that we don't lose sight, so that we don't let stress overwhelm us, so that we don't let um, even sometimes depression and darkness overwhelm us. Some people, this is the worst time of year for them, not the best time of year. Um, and regardless of where you're at during this time of year, there's always something there's some emotion or there's some circumstance that wants to pull our hearts and our attention away from the real, the real reason that we ought to be focusing. And so, um, man, I hope this has been, as you think about hope and you think about joy, um, words that sometimes we throw around and we don't necessarily think about them in their, in, in really specific ways, but I hope that you'll take some time to read meditate on these words, look up some scriptures on these words, and really just focus in on the fact that Jesus was the promised hope of the world and that he came and that he is also still the promised hope of the world and he is promised to come again. And so I know, you know, that he is coming. And I think there's a lot of people focused on that right now. It's like, okay, is he coming soon? You know, and maybe he is, you know, we we don't know. But um, but I do know that he is coming and there's that hope that I have that this is not all there is. There's more than just this right here. Uh, and then the actual, then that, that brings me joy because it pulls my attention and focus away from the temporary, the things that break, the things that, that the people that disappoint me, the days that come and go, but instead really focuses on my heart on a joy that's sustainable. Yeah. A joy that lasts, a joy that is not an emotional kind of thing that's high and low, but it's it's just a constant, steady stream under everything in my life that you know um, that I can that I'm anchored to, uh, and those are huge. Those are just huge deals for us right now uh, during this season. To if we haven't been intentional about it, let's let's definitely be intentional about it. Good. So, well, look, we hope that you've, uh, you know, enjoyed, uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, obviously. Otherwise, it's just me and Allie talking to ourselves here. Uh, But we're having a good time. But we hope that you're, uh, as we move towards the Christmas uh, time, we hope that you're really enjoying these. And we hope that maybe you're taking these moments to just reflect and to celebrate and to really think about um, what's important in your life right now as we move into the uh, Christmas season. So uh, next, next week, Allie, we're going to look at uh, next podcast. We're going to look, what are we looking at next podcast? Next week, we're talking specifically about the final two Advent candles, which is the candle of love, okay. which is also and the Christ candle. And okay. so then we're going to also discuss with those candles, we're going to discuss one of your Advent words, which is repentance. Yeah. All right. So join us next week as we, man, as we finish this final series here on Advent. And uh, thanks for joining us today. And we hope to see you next week. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.